Matthew chapter 13, verse 1 through 9. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea. And great crowds gathered around him so that he got into a boat and sat down. And the Bible says, and the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables, saying, and pay attention to this, he says, a sower went out to sow or to plant seeds. And as he sowed or planted, some seeds fell along the path and the birds came and devoured them. Other seeds fell on rocky ground where they did not have much soil. And immediately they sprang up. Everybody say immediately. Immediately Immediately they sprung up since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched. And since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and produced grain, some a hundredfold, some 60, some 30. He who has ears, let him hear. And Jesus goes on and explains in verse 18, uh, 18 through about 23. He talks about what this parable means because he's starting by talking about an individual who goes out and starts sowing seeds and planting seeds. And he makes it clear to us, he makes it clear that the ground, the well rather let me back up, the seed that he's speaking about is in reference to the word. Everybody say the word. So he's talking about the word. Now, could we specifically be talking about the gospel, the good news about Jesus? Secondarily, we can be talking about God's word just in general, that which he declares for our empowerment, for our betterment, his inspired word. And the ground that he's speaking about, everybody say the ground. The ground represents our hearts. Everybody say our hearts. And so, you know, I want to talk about today because, you know, we're talking about going deeper. This series for the next few weeks is going to be on going deeper. But before we talk about how we things that we can do to go deeper, I first want to look at and start this series off with talking about how God can go deeper in us. So before we talk about us going deeper in the things of God. Before we talk talk about the things that we can do to go deeper, I want to talk about God's going deeper in us, especially in the context of his word. And so I have something here. I just want to talk about this and I want to kind of demonstrate this for a bit so you can kind of get where I'm going with this today from the beginning. So obviously this is a, a, uh, a jar or not really a jar, kind of a vase, I guess you could call it. And I just want you to help me to, if you will, just observe these things putting some rocks in here and I'm going to go ahead and fill this up with water here we go and so stay with me for a moment so looking at this when I look at this jar right when I'm looking at this jar it looks would you would you agree that this is this vase is filled with water okay so you're looking at it and we're saying yes it's filled with water many of us This is the way that our lives look. When people look at us, they look at us and we seem to have it all together. Come on, somebody. We seem to be filled to the full. Can I get this party started? When they look from the outside, it looks as if we 
are like this we have it all together and so you know if somebody asks us how you doing they'll be like you'll be like yo i'm good you know i'm cool we're straight by the outward appearance it would look that way however the fact of the matter is if we begin to remove some of the things that are in us come on the guilt come on somebody that boyfriend that you know is leading you nowhere but to the place of destruction. Come on, somebody. That destructive behavior that you've been participating in, what looked like it was filled, is it actually filled? It just appeared to be filled because oftentimes there are things that are hindrances and that are blockages that are taking up space And so it gives the appearance that we're filled when in actuality, we're not as filled as we think. Some of us, we're parading around as prideful as a peacock, like we're filled. But we don't realize the only reason why you look filled is because of your pride. And many Christians were braggadocious and we, we put ourselves out there as if we have it all together. And we don't realize that you have some assistance. Come on, someone. And this is oftentimes the way that it is in our lives. And if we would be honest with ourselves, if we would actually do some introspection at times, we would realize as we start to work on ourselves that we're actually in need of more. And there are many Christians who come to church and they say stuff like, you know, oh, I already heard that story. Come on, somebody. Oh, I already. Some of you guys, as soon as I read the verse, you're like, oh, I already heard this. I need to just check out. What am I eating after church? When you come to church and you hear familiar passages or, uh, 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 oh, I know that Bible story. And you show up like you're full. Because your pride oftentimes blocks you from being in a place of being receptive. And so the thing is that oftentimes the stuff that we think that we need, that we don't need is actually what we do need. But our arrogance is blocking us, man. I feel the preach right here. Jonah, the story of Jonah might be the key to your deliverance, but you shut it off because you say, oh, that just, you know, that's a story. I, I don't, I don't need to hear that no more. And oftentimes, this is the way that we are because of our, perce- our, 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 self, our perception of ourselves is based on arrogance. It's based on pride. Sometimes it's based on the things that are, that are in us. And this is why the Bible actually tells us. I love it. In Hebrews chapter, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 through 3, you know, Paul talks about the supposed Paul says, seeing that we are so surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. He says that we are, and I'm summarizing, he says that we are to lay aside the weight and the sin, come on, that so easily besets us or holds us back. Looking unto who? Somebody shout his name. Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith sometimes when we think of weight we just think of stuff that you know when you think of weight you think of ball and chain and things that are holding us back but sometimes the weight is your is your disguise yeah sometimes the weight the weight can be things like rocks that are taking up space in your life and giving you the illusion of being fulfilled 
When in actuality, you are just broken and you only look this way because of the weight that's inside of you. And I showed up today. I showed up today to just encourage somebody. I showed up today that we're going to we're going to look in this word today. And I want to encourage you that you and I, we've got to get to the place where before we even look at going deeper, we've got to look to get to the place where we allow God to go deeper in us. The depth of God's roots in our hearts is determined by the condition of our hearts. This, this is why I'm talking about this. This is why, because as we establish the various types of ground here are representative of our hearts. And many of us, the, the, we have to understand that the way, the condition of our hearts is what determines how deep God is able to go into our hearts. And so some of you, you've been saved and that's fantastic. And you responded initially in this regard, which we're going to talk about in a bit. But in terms of going deeper and experiencing more of God, our hearts look like this. Our life looks like that jar full of rocks with water. And, and, and consequently, we may have the illusion, but we're not actually experiencing the depth of God. I'm asking you where, where in your heart? you need to remove some of these out of there and so we find here in the text if we can just get this party started we find here in the text that there's this story of this sower or this farmer this planter says a sower went out in uh, went out to sow and he sowed some seeds that fell along the path somebody say the path a path is some place where people travel on path is some place where people trample upon We go on a path in order to get to our destination. And many of us, that path is representative of your heart. Your heart looks like a path. Because look at this. The Bible says the sower went out to sow. He he sowed some seeds on the path and the birds came and devoured them. And so, you know, the, the, the path, it doesn't have any depth to it. Consequently, the seeds that were sown, they're just trampled underfoot. And the, in this case, the birds came and devoured them. In other words, that which God was trying to deposit into this individual's heart was not able to take root because there was no depth to it. You know, you know, many of us, our heart looks like a path. And the reason why is because some trifling folk have trampled all over you. Can I just keep it real this morning? And so as a result, you haven't been able to receive what it is that God is trying to deposit into your heart. His his depth, you you haven't been able to receive that into your life because of what folk have done to you. Many of you like a path have been walking around in with a victim mentality and it's been hindering you. Come on, from receiving what God has for you. It's been hindering you because of what they did to you, because of how they touched you, because of what they said to you, because of how they use you as a path. To walk along to where they were going. And they're using you. Anybody ever felt used? Am I the only one? Everybody, anybody ever felt abused or, or felt like people were just using you to, as an elevator to get where they wanted to go. But then they forgot all about you. Don't let the trampling of trifling people make you trustless. Here we go. Pick it, pick it. You know I got to do it once. Don't let the trampling of trifling people make you trustless. Where is your heart looking like this? Because it's a path. 
Are you in a position where you are not able to, you're not able to experience what God has for you? The word, the, the, the place where he's trying to go deeper in your heart because of what folks have done to you? As if God doesn't have plans beyond the trampling of trifling folk? Many of us feel like our life is over. Our life is over because we've been treated like a path. Many of us, we feel like it's the end because of how we've been treated. And I just showed up to let you know that you can't be to a place where you are holding and harboring unforgiveness in your life because it will block the blessings of God. As you hear me say all the time, unforgiveness is like drinking poison and hoping for the other person to die. Unforgiveness is like drinking poison and hoping for the other person to die. And oftentimes that's the way that our heart looks because of people's trampling on us, because of the way that they've used us to get from point A to point B. We oftentimes, it's hindering us, it's putting us in a place where we are trustless and consequently we're unable to receive God's roots in our hearts and our lives. Look at somebody, in fact, just preach to them, tell them, neighbor, stay awake. Tell them, let it go. Man, I feel some frozen in this place. You got to get to the place where you say, you know what? You're not going to take any more of my peace. Who'd I come to preach to today? I don't care. Yes, I allowed you to walk on me because I'm a servant heart. Come on. But I'm not going to look back and be in a place where I'm going to allow you to hinder me from receiving the depth of God. Some of you, God has deeper depth for you, but you can't experience it because you won't let it go. Let it go. I just feel preaching frozen today. Listen, I remember, man, I was growing up. My dad, it just used to blow my mind that, you know, I remember we experienced some of the craziest things that we ever could have as children. I've witnessed as a child, I've witnessed people do some of the most uh, horrendous and heinous things towards my father. And, you know, and I just I would never understand why he would never retaliate. He might have got vexed. He might have sat in the corner and talked about it and heard him say things about it, but he would never allow it to hinder him from walking in his purpose. He wouldn't allow it to stop him from receiving what God had for him. And I just showed up because I feel it even so strong in this place that somebody's heart is like a path and you've been trampled on. And I want to tell you today, it's time to let it go. And so not only this, I want you to continue won't be before you long he says after he talks about the path some falling on the path and then the the birds coming and devouring them verse 5 says other seeds fell on rocky ground where they did not have much soil and immediately they sprang up since they had no depth of soil but when the sun rose they were scorched and since they had no root they withered away here is a place where it talks about some other types of people People who hear the word and respond immediately as Jesus goes and lets us know responds for joy in verse uh, in verse 20 he goes on and he talks about how it's representative of people who hear the word and they don't put any thought to it but because of joy immediately they respond to it. But then later on, later on, the reason why they are unable to experience the benefits of that word is because they are in a place where they have no root. And I want to let you know because the fact of the matter is that shallowness and zealousness are often synonymous. Let me say it again. Shallowness and zealousness are often synonymous. 
What do I mean by this? You know, there are a lot of people who are very zealous, who are get excited about God's word. And many times those are the same people who are so zealous. And so I know some of you can witness with me. I remember when I first got saved. Anybody remember back to when Jesus first saved you? If you've been saved for a while and when you first came to the Lord, you were ready, man. You you you'll lay hands on a on a rat and expect that it was going to get delivered. You do anything. You 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 people. You be trying to be just extra deep. You know they like I told they they call your 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 phone and your voicemail is like call back later. I am fasting and praying. I'm spending time in the prayer closet and uh, experiencing the depths of the Lord. You know, it's like this. For that's what you're that that's the level that you're at usually. Because when we first get saved, or oftentimes with many of us, I, I'm going to witness and just tell on myself that was the way that I was. As soon as I came, I didn't really count the cost. But I responded immediately with with from a place of being zealous and there's nothing wrong with excitement, but realize that excitement is not always an indication of depth. Many of us, we are tricked and we're we have the illusion of being filled. Come on, somebody. But in actuality, we're really shallow. But it's just we're in a place where we're in a place where we have excitement. That rock might just be excitement in your life. And the excitement is actually replacing a place of replacing depth. Because oftentimes excitement or zealousness, as I'm saying, zealousness and shallowness are synonymous. Where you're to a place where you're excited, but you haven't counted the cost. I love, man. You know what I love about our church? I love seeing people who have come. And, you know, it's crazy. You'll see people and they'll show up over the year and it's only been a year and a half uh, as of this past month. And you'll see people who come and they will hear the messages and they'll, you know, sit here. Some of them, some of y'all would look at me screw face. I stand up here preaching and I see you and you're looking screw face. And, you know, you might be like that for a year. And then it's just insane to me. Just one day you just see that hand pop up. One day that person says, I want to be baptized. And it's like, what is going on? I mean, you've been sitting there looking. You, you can't. That's why oftentimes you can always look at folk and determine what God is doing in their heart from the outside. Because when you look at the outside, it may look like they're in a place where they're, where, where they're not receptive. But we don't realize many times that it's an inside job. And that oftentimes God is doing this thing on the inside while you're looking on the outside. I hear the Bible, man looks on the outward appearance. Come on. But God, uh, man looks on the outward appearance, but God is the one that's looking on the heart. And many of many people who start out all zealous and excited as soon as they hear it, you didn't even hear the, the whole thing and you just turn in backflips. And that's it because, because you didn't realize that, wait a minute, if I decide to follow Christ when I heard that thing that, you know, I'm, there, there's some places that I, I probably can't go no more. Come on, somebody. You know, there's some, there's some things that, there's some things that uh, when you, you, start, you start realizing, wait a minute, there's a cross that I have to bear. Hold on, somebody. Wait a minute. You mean that people are not going to, there are people who are not going to like me because I profess Christ? You mean there's some co-workers that are not going to understand that, you know, the choices that I'm making and they're going to they're going to look at me crazy and they're going to persecute me. I see. we didn't realize that. Here, you notice he said that the sun came out. The, the 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 plant that sprung up quickly for joy, for excitement, that it sprung up immediately because it had no root. Come on, church. 
because it had no root. It says that the sun came out and scorched it. And many of us, we face persecution and we face challenges. And then you then you look at that person that was excited and you're looking and you're saying, Where'd that, where that? what happened to all that zeal that they had? Weren't they the same? Weren't they the same, you know, January tongue and March tongue? And they have, you know, they got the new the dances and they jump in the highest in church. Who am I talking to this morning? They look the most sanctified. But then as soon as stuff happens, you don't see them no more. No root. And this is what I'm talking about going deeper. In order to go deeper, God is looking for a people that will open our hearts to him. Come on, somebody. And not just have the appearance of godliness, but be to a place where we actually open our hearts to be where we're not just shallow individuals, but people who have the depth of God in their hearts and their lives. Can I tell you even going a step further? That's why many of us, we are looking for immediate responses in people that we're discipling. Do you know that Jesus walked with, with the disciples for three and a half years and one of them still ended up denying him? Who am I talking to on this morning? The same Peter that decided Peter was in, in the book of uh, Matthew in Matthew chapter in John rather chapter 18 verse 10. Peter chopped off a dude's ear because he was saying, Jesus, I'm ride or die. Because somebody stepped incorrectly to Jesus and he's actually so excited. But this same Peter just around the corner after he's slashing, slicing up folk, cutting folk. Come on, somebody. He's the one that ends up denying Jesus three times. Stop looking at people and child and, and, and being in the place where we're judgmental towards folk. Who am I talking to? We're judgmental towards them because they're in a place where they're taking a process to get where you think that they should be. And you think that your last name is Holy Ghost Junior instead of being to a place where you understand that if Jesus walked with folks for three years and they still ended up being knuckleheads, that sometimes your timeline is not what is necessary for the deliverance and the power of God to be at work in somebody's life. Who did I show up to talk to? Sometimes you got to labor with folks for years. Sometimes it takes decades to be able to see the type of fruit that you want to see in life. But we got to get to the place where we understand that excitement is not always indicative of depth. Can I keep it real today? My wife always used to tell me, you have a right now spirit. I just, I never used to think about anything. I'd hear something in my head. Oh, gee. And and, you know, and you, it's always hard to argue with folk when they tell you God told me to do it. But the same, you know, it's very clear in scripture. In the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Come on, somebody. And some of the stuff that I was saying, God told me to do it. God didn't tell me to do that. Because it contradicted other areas in his word. And many of us were so zealous and we, oh, I just want to follow what the Lord says. And, you know, and, and oftentimes if God did tell you it, sometimes he's saying you need to wait. But many of us, we immediately, immediately, right now, spirit, we just got to do it right away. And sometimes we act prematurely and don't end up experiencing all that God has for us. Are you still with me? You still love me? Fantastic. And so moving on, so look at this. I want to even further just talk about this because he's going on and he says, it came up, it was scorched away. Other seeds fell among thorns and grew up and choked them. And I'll stop here. You know, I want to say this. In shallowness, there is immediacy. But in depth, there is safety and often permanency. Here we go. Let me say this again. In shallowness, there is immediacy. In other words, 
when you're in a place, when you're in a shallow place, oftentimes it has the appearance of being immediate or there is immediacy. Because as I told you, excitement or, or joy because you're not thinking about the thing in a deep way. Oftentimes that's what we experience. But in depth, there is safety. When you go to the place where we open our hearts to receive what it is that God is offering us, there is safety there and there is often permanency. This is why I love uh, is Psalm chapter one. You can write it down. Check it out. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the way, stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law or the word of the Lord. Track with me. And on his word or his law, does he meditate day and night? Here he goes. For he shall be like a tree. The one who opens our hearts to God. The one that's planted in the things of God. The one who's opened our hearts. He says, he shall be like a tree that's planted. Come on, somebody. By the rivers of water, watch this, that brings forth his fruit in his season. And here, his leaf will not wither. There it is. There it is. There it is. In depth, there is safety. There's a, there's a benefit. There are benefits that come to being planted and having your heart open to the things of God and being to a place where you're meditating, where you're ingesting God's word day and night. It says your leaf will not wither. That speaks to safety. It speaks to being in an often permanency. God is not looking for your life to be a flash in the pan. God is not looking for you to be a pl- to a place where you just where you show up today and you're gone tomorrow. He wants that you live a life that lasts and a life that outlives you. And that's only going to happen if we are people who open our hearts to the depth of God, to the deeper things of God, to the things that he is trying to deposit into our hearts and our lives. You know, this is the thing, man, when you it's really easy to jump in there's immediacy when it comes to uh the pool when you think about it in the shallow end it takes absolutely no effort in the shallow end can i just break it down for a second all you do you jump in the shallow you don't even need, you don't need no floaties you don't need a light you don't need nothing you just get in the shallow end and you stand there you're immediately winning in the shallow end <laughs> don't take no practice you just have to stand there my kids they love it they'll be like daddy look just dunk their heads in the water and it's just like yeah son fantastic but when you get thrown in the deep end come on if all you're accustomed to is the shallow end you might have been a superstar in the shallow you might have looked like you had it all together in the shallow who am i talking to on this morning but when you get to a place where you're open where you open yourself up to learn how to survive in the deep might take a little bit of time to learn how to swim come on it might take a little bit of time to develop the skills and to open yourself up to what's necessary to be able to be in the deep but it positions you to be able in challenging situations not just to look good like when you were in the shallow end but it gives you the skills to be able to navigate when you get into some deep waters And some of us, we've been happy with just being in the shallow place because of how we look. Because you didn't have to, didn't take any effort. All it takes is for you to just stand there. Come on, somebody. All it took is for you to just go in there. You just like looking and looking cute in the water. But God has not saved you. Can I get poop your party? God has not saved you to look cute at a pool party in the shallow end. God has called you and saved you to bring you to a place where you experience his depth. And I don't know about you, but I'm to the place where I'm like where I am 
is not good enough. Come on. Some of you, you're in between the shallow and the deep. You know where you're just on your tippy toes and you're in the place where you're like, should I go back or should I go forward? Who am I talking to? The water current has you swaying back and forth. And God is saying, you need to get to the place where you just step out into the deep come on i have more for you who am i talking to this morning i have deeper for you i don't care what you learned when you were a kid or what you experienced that might have been a great foundation but there is more come on somebody it don't matter how you're praying now that's fantastic but there is more you how in the world can you get to a place where you've exhausted an inexhaustible god you and i will never be able to get to the place where we will completely and know everything that there is and from eternity to eternity we will always be in his presence continue learning and learning and while i'm on the earth i'm not just good with being titillated in the shallow end i've got to get some depth in my life so that i can be effective for the master shallow end christians just excited about posing up in the pool and wondering why we can't face anything. Wondering why when stuff comes up against us. When, you know, see, we say, oh yeah, resist the devil and he will flee from you. James 4, 7. But what it say in the first part of the verse? Come on. In James chapter 4, he says, submit yourself therefore unto God then resist the devil and he will flee come on somebody you trying to get in the deep end with shallow end or with only shallow end skills that's not the way to do you and I got to open ourselves unto the Lord receive what's necessary to be able to stand up against the enemy that's up again in our in our lives are you with me I love this and I'm almost done here I'm almost done here uh, I, I just want you to look at this Verse 8 says, other seeds fell on good soil and produced grain, some a hundredfold, some 60, some 30. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. I love it. This is so dope. Because this is where our heart has to be. And what I love about this, notice this. He says some six, some, uh, what did he say? He said some 30 some 60, some 100 fold. In other words, everybody's yielding of fruit is going to be in a different position. He's not saying that everyone is all at the same place as it pertains, as it pertains to the way that God, our interaction with God's word. Some of us, we're on a journey and we're on a path. But the fact of the matter is, it's the ground. The ground was ripe. The ground did not have any barriers. The ground is not hardened. It's good ground. There's soil there. There's there. The, the heart is open. Come on, somebody. The heart is open. It's looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of its faith. It's saying, God, even if what you have to declare to me is a hard saying, even if the seed that you're throwing at me is something challenging, even if the seed that you're throwing at me is going to wreck my whole life. Can I just be real and tell you that ever since I've opened my eye, my heart up to the things of the Lord, that my life has been wrecked. I wonder if there's any witnesses that would understand my plans, the things that I would have wanted to do, the things that I thought for myself, they all have been overthrown in many regards. But I'm telling you that what God has had for me, come on somebody, has been far better than anything that I could ever imagine when I was walking like a waste suit down the streets of Scarborough looking at my sister, talking about I would never be a pastor. Come on somebody. When my mind was gone and my mind was blown, 
because I smoked some bad weed come on somebody and I couldn't get out of hallucinating and I was living in a place where I was consistently hallucinating because of the bad weed that I smoked and I thought that I would never get my mind back who can I preach to this morning I thought I would never get my mind let me tell you it again I thought I'd never get my mind back I remember driving in the car in my dad's van just stayed driving in the car looking at the dashboard I can see the moment it's so surreal and thinking I'm never gonna get out of this come on I'm never gonna get the plans that I had the doom that I spoke over my life the rocks that were in my heart were hindering me from seeing what it was that God had planned but one day on my couch I read the gospel come on and about how this God loved me and how he was po- it was possible for him to do the miraculous that even though things may have seemed impossible for me even though I was in a place of bondage and I didn't see my way out come on that he was capable of delivering me to the fullest and to the utmost when I read about this Jesus right there on my couch my heart opened up and my life has never been the same since and I give him praise somebody ought to give him glory in this moment if you're excited that your God is able to do impossible things if you'd open up your heart to him because you know and I, so I want to I want to end here the level of our fruitfulness indicates the level of our depth because somebody you're to the place where somebody's to the place where you gotta where you somebody's to the place where you're like you know well how do I know about the depth of God in my life how do I know how deep things are in my heart in my life we have to get to a place where we're looking at the fruit in our lives because a tree is known by its fruit Jesus says in Matthew chapter 7 and many of us think that the, that, the, uh, fr- that, uh, that depth is indicated by how long we pray. And that's why many of us have been hindered from experiencing God because we're, we're caught up in all of our religious things. We think that, that the depth of God is indicated by how often we go to church. We think the depth of God is indicated by how high we lift our hands or how high we jump in praise and worship when in actuality the depth of God is, indica- is indicated by the fruit that's being born in our lives. With, you know, one of the one of the fruits of the spirit is is steadfastness or patience. Come on, that, that when you're up against some crazy stuff that should have whooped your tail, that you that you are able to be a survivor. And folks are able to look at you and they say, man, I would have shot my brain out. I would have blown my head off if I went through what you went through. Come on, somebody. But you somehow decided to stay there and you're bearing the fruit of the spirit. And you're able to say, you know what? This ain't my doing. I looked unto Jesus, who's the author and the finisher. My heart was open and it was ripe for him to plan it was good ground and consequently not by my efforts but by my opening myself to him he's put his roots down in my heart encourage somebody today to start opening your heart to the lord when you open your heart to the lord when you look to jesus the author and the finisher of your faith things that should have taken you out things that should have made you lose your mind the fruit of the spirit begins to bear in your life People begin to come to the Lord because of your ministry, because of, oh, I'm not a pastor. Don't need to be a pastor to minister. All you need to be is a follower of Jesus in your everyday life. This is why I say this, the level of your fruitfulness indicates the level of our depth. Because there's a tree in my backyard. I like telling stories. 
uh, when we owned our house in, in Michigan, there was a tree in my backyard. And one morning I was, I was, uh, I think I was making some almond milk, actually. <laughs> Thank you for the shade. I appreciate it. <laughs> and so I, I'm, <laughs> I, had, I had sprouted some almonds and, and, uh, and was getting ready. To, and I was looking out the window and I noticed a tree in my backyard. And it was, it was really crazy to me that I saw on this tree, I forgot what type of tree it was, but there were flowers. I think it was actually an apple tree. There were flowers and there were, you know, there, were, there was, uh, it was the place of budding and, you know, and there were some apples on there, on the tree. But I noted that there was a branch on there that was dried up on the same tree, but it was dried up. And I'm like, how is this possible? It's on the same tree. But somehow, even though it was connected to the tree, come on, stay with me. It wasn't receiving the nourishment from the roots. And many of us, when people look at you, your appearance looks like you're filled because you're a part of the tree. You might be a part of church. You might hang around with Christians. But even though this is the case, you still may not be in a place where you're connected to the root or where your heart is opened up. But our fruitfulness, the level of our fruitfulness indicates the level of our depth. And so my question to you is today, where are you walking in a place of shallowness? Where are you fronting? Making people think that you got it all together, that you just need to be real with yourself about and be like, there's some rocks that I need to take out of myself. There's some weight that I need to set aside, lay aside. There's some prejudices. There's some religiosity. There's some things that I've placed as priorities that don't belong there. That are hindering me from receiving all that God has for me. There's some of you, you've been making God on the back burner. God is secondary. And Jesus is telling you today. He's calling you deeper. Before he calls you even deeper in him, he's asking you to go deeper in you.